Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. So, last night, I was listening to a daily affirmation. It was on Apple Podcasts, and I really don't know the station because I found it on somebody's story. But it was of uh, Steve Harvey, and he was talking about being exceptional. It was probably like an eight to nine minute daily affirmation or talk that he was given talking about being exceptional and he said you know the root word of exceptional exceptional is accept and he was like if you're always you know thinking everybody's doing this except for me everybody's saying this except for me everybody's going misplaced except for me and he was just like if you can say that and if you can recognize that you're a unique amongst certain people or amongst certain groups or with a certain characteristic then why don't you think that you can be exceptional and he was like everybody is born to be exceptional but he was like every exceptional is not for everybody success is not for everybody because it takes discipline it takes a will to get there it takes you know drive to want to live in the reality of being exceptional and he was like some people they don't want to stand out they don't want to do the work required to really get different results and to stand out amongst people because they know what comes with that whether it's people hating on you whether it's you know jealousy whether it's because you feel alone on certain aspects of your journey but he gave this whole talk And I got up and I was thinking about it this morning because last night, if you listen to the episode last night, which I highly recommend, (laughs) um, I touched on this point about perfectionism or being a perfectionist. And I said, I don't really see it. That's something we shame people with, like, or we shame ourselves with. You know, because we have standards in certain areas. So I want to change the language of perfectionism because a lot of us have been called perfectionists or we call ourselves perfectionists and we associate it with it being something bad. And really, we have a standard in that area, whatever that area is. You may be a perfectionist when it comes to setting up your classroom if you're a teacher you may be a perfectionist in how your house or room or car needs to be clean you may be a perfectionist when it comes to your moral ethical standard you may be a perfectionist when it comes to being a mother or your job or your work whatever it is some of us have those things but really it's just that we have standards that maybe other people don't have in that they're not they're not common or some people don't care as much about them or you know it's common knowledge that maybe we could all be on this same level but maybe everybody doesn't attack it in the same way that you would attack it or be deliberate about it in the way that you would be deliberate and so I wanted to change the language to working with a spirit of excellence rather than striving for perfectionism not because I think perfection is bad but because it's been looked at as a bad thing from society and from ourselves and thinking about this idea that Steve Harvey was talking about about being exceptional I tied those two ideas together because I was thinking this morning man 
people will really get mad at you or be jealous of you or, you know, have something to say or feel uncomfortable around you because of your standards. Now, you can look at your own life and find that that's true if you're somebody with standards in a certain area that maybe your friends don't have or your family doesn't have or maybe the people around you or it's not common to practice this. You may you may be a person who I I have to work out every single day and you may have a group of friends who they okay with where they are. They not overweight, but they don't feel like they don't got to take care of their body. They drink, eat what they want, like they they do whatever it is they want. And so when you come around and you got a your body banging and you wearing anything you may get the comments, oh, like, oh, you had to wear that. Or you may just get the looks or feel the energy. And now you looking like, dang, am I doing too much? Not because you're doing too much, but because you're getting the energy of you being exceptional and people around you are not. It doesn't make you better than them. It doesn't make you bad or good. But it just means you chose to have standards in this area that maybe just in your circle are not the standard are not the standard for everybody. Just because you chose to excel in this area and the people that you frequent probably didn't, now you get the energy of, oh, you better than, or maybe you feel like, or maybe you put this energy on yourself, like you feel like you're doing too much or you push yourself to eat healthy, stay in the gym. And because you do that, you're looked at as, you know, as an outcast. And now sometimes you always, now you overanalyzing what you wear every time you about to go around these certain friends or certain people because you know you're going to get stares not because you're doing too much, just because the body you've been working for is popping, it's showing. You may be exceptional at your job. That's an area where you have committed to excelling, whether it's naturally or you do it quite intentionally. Or it's a mixture of both, which sometimes it is. And your team members, or you may have co-workers who looking at you, who always do things to undermine you, or they just give you the energy again, like you're doing too much. And then you start to want to shrink back or, you know, not ask for as much projects or not ask the questions that nobody else will ask because in their mind, no, don't ask that because you're going to put more work on us. But you like... But it's going to actually make our job easier if we actually do this or it's going to make us stand out in the way that we want or it's going to gain us retention. Yeah, it may take a little bit of work, but I mean, that's what we getting paid for. You may have that mindset, but everybody else looking at you like you the enemy because you want to be exceptional. Because you have a standard for yourself that everybody in your area who probably got the same job, same work title, y'all probably get paid the same. But now you're looked at like the enemy because you have standards in that area that they don't have. Or maybe they have a different standard that doesn't align with yours. Same thing for relationships. You may be somebody in a relationship like, oh, okay, I'm not, you know... I want to wait to sleep with this man or I want to sleep with him quickly. And you may have a friend who like, I need to drive the car before I did. You may not be dr- judging her because she want to test drive any man that, you know, 
she is dating that she's going to take seriously, but you may want to do things differently. Your standards are different. And when I mention standards, I don't mean one is good or better than the other. I just mean that they're different because your standards, her standard may come from, you know, I dated a guy, I waited and we didn't have any sexual chemistry. That may be her excuse or she just, that's all, that's all she's done. That's all she knows. You may decide to wait. Because maybe you've had experiences where you did do that and it didn't end well. And so now you like, well, this didn't work for me, so I'm I'm just going to wait on it. Or you may do it because that is your moral code. You may have a religion to where it's telling you that that's your custom. That's what you're supposed to do. So this conversation to me today was important to talk about because it takes courage to be exceptional. It takes courage to live in the truth of your own standards. And you can't let anybody make you feel bad. Friend, family, foe, society, you can't let anybody talk you out of the standards that you have for yourself, especially if those standards aren't really well received. There are plenty of men who are in whole relationships, got probably whole wives who are in another woman's DM right now. They don't have a standard. So when they get around a man that has a standard, who when he's in a relationship, he's 100% faithful. He's not going to cheat on his wife emotionally, physically. He's like, I'm going to be all in. When they get around that man, they may feel uncomfortable. Not because this man making them feel bad. He not saying, oh, dog, you wrong for that. He letting his friends be who they are. But they feel uncomfortable calling him Mr. Perfect because they know they living below their own standard or below the standard that's acceptable or that they woman even think that they living by. It's not that that man think he better than everybody. It's just that he has a standard. And sometimes we'll get mad or we'll get mad at other people for having a standard for their life that we don't want to discipline ourselves for. Maybe that we don't even agree with. That's the thing. Like as humans, at human nature, sometimes we think we have to agree with everything our friend does or everything our family does in order to coexist. And you can have different standards. For example, I have friends who... We approach relationships differently. I have friends who, for me, first, I personally, if I get out of a relationship or date somebody and I was dating them for a while and say it didn't work out in my favor and it caused me some emotional harm, it caused me some emotional damage to where, you know, I, I, I'm like an injured player. I'm the type of person who's going to take the season off. Whatever that season is, that season may be a month, that season may be a year, that season may be a week. But I'm going to take some time off to recoup from that energy, from that injury, to reflect on that relationship, to receive, to see like what went wrong here. Was it something I did? What was the areas where I let myself fall below the standard that I have where is the areas where I didn't have standards 
What game did I let him run on me that I should have seen coming from a mile away? Like, I need to step out of the game to really see it. I'm the type to like to review the film. And if you don't know what that term is, it's what football, basketball players do. I don't know if other sports do it. But they review film of their last game to see, like, what areas they were weak at. But they also review the film of teams that they're going to play or that they did play to see strengths and weaknesses of the team that they're going to have as an opponent or a team that they had as an opponent of the past. So watching film is beneficial because it lets you break down the strengths and weaknesses of yourself, of your teammates, and of the other team, depending on what type of game you're watching. So for me, I like to review the film of the relationship I just got out of. And for me, that takes some time depending on what I need and how severe the trauma was. Now, I have friends who will experience something traumatic or they was in love with a man and the next week or before that is even fully severed, they got somebody else. I don't judge that for, them for that as well as I hope they don't judge me for taking time because they may approach that differently. They may see a different, they may have a different standard when it comes to relationships. I know for me, as I've been the person to jump from relationship to relationship, whether it had a title or not, it was some type of sexual or, or situationship. And for me, that, that didn't work for me. I kept getting the same results. So I was like, this time, I got to take a season. I got to take a season of being intentionally single and do the work. And I don't know if I'll have a different perspective about the time that I need in between relationships moving forward. But today, at present day, while I'm 28 years old, this is my perspective on it. This is what my experience have brought me to make a decision and set a standard for myself. Now, my friends may have different standards that work for them. And I always go back to the saying, if the results that you're getting is working for you, kudos, keep doing it. For my life, I saw that the results that I was getting wasn't working for me. So I was like, I don't know if this is going to work either, but I'm willing to try something new. But there will be people who jump from relationship to relationship that will hear me talk about my standards and what I'm willing to do and the changes that I'm making when it comes to approaching relationship and turn their nose up or think that I think that I'm better or feel uncomfortable because they may be somebody who jumps from relationship to relationships or sleep with a man quickly because they want to be empowered. And it's like, I'm not judging you for that. If you judging yourself, that's your problem. But what I used to do is because I'm, I'm creating different standards in my life and not just in that area, if I felt somebody was becoming uncomfortable and we just having a general conversation, I would shrink back. Or I will go in my personal space questioning like, dang, or are my standards too high or this, this, that? And it's like, no, it's not that your standards are higher or lower than somebody else because it's not a comparison. It's just that you have a different standard and that's okay because you want to excel in this area and you have outlined your plan of what it's going to take to do that. And somebody else, they may have a different standard that they feel like that's going to get them the best results. And so if they feel some type of way because of whatever, that's their problem. That's not for you to be a scientist and try to figure out, nor is it for you to relinquish your standards to make everybody else feel comfortable because you're going to play yourself. 
It's just like, and I talked about this in one of my podcasts when I first started um, eating cleaner and just not eating the diet that I really grew up on. And I would go visit my dad. To this day, he would still turn his nose up to what I eat. You eat like a rabbit or this, this, and that. Even my niece has told me that, and I just laugh at it. But when my dad first did that, I used to get offended. Like, dang, like... But that's because that's what we grew up eating. That's what, you know, that's the average diet. So the way that I chose to start feeding my body, it's not standard. It's not the norm amongst my family members. So now I'm getting I'm getting snarls or people looking upside my head or, or criticizing my plate, which I still don't like. But now I've become more comfortable with it because at the end of the day, it's just like I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing or start eating the way y'all eating because y'all are uncomfortable with how I'm eating. You ain't got to look at what's on my plate. (laughs) You know, and as I say it, you know, you may think, oh, that's silly, but you don't know how many times when we don't consciously think about these things, we start shrinking back to the things that we know are right for us or we've discerned are right for us and the changes that we want to make but because everybody around us who we may frequent whether it's family close friends whether it's co-workers people that we got to be around because it's not standard for them we'll shrink back or we'll start second guessing the standards that we have for ourselves and that's not fair for us As long as we're not trying to push our views on other people and we're not telling them how they should or shouldn't live. Like I've gotten real good at even when I'm talking to my friend, like every woman different. Because I've noticed that sometimes because we have a tendency in conversation to if somebody states an opinion and like y'all friends or y'all close, we have a tendency to feel like we have to relate by agreeing we have to relate by having similar views and it's something that we don't do consciously it's just like you can tell okay if I say this and then they come and try to justify because they're doing something different look I don't need you to justify to me I'm just stating what I'm doing I'm stating how I see it that's just me my personal opinion my small view of life as a 28 year old black woman like that that's just my tiny world And who's to say I'll have these same views a month from now, two months from now, but I'm also not judging you for yours. And so I make it a point to show up in relationships or conversations like that. I don't go that far to say that all the time, but I'm having this conversation because your view on being exceptional or perfectionist in certain areas, don't let people make you feel bad about that. If you a perfectionist when it comes to doing those bulletin boards at your school and you take that super seriously, don't let teachers who can't cut a a line paper out straight make you feel bad about your artistic abilities. Don't let people make you feel bad because you want to show up to work suited and booted and everybody else want to dress casual. Don't let people make you feel bad because you're approaching relationships differently than they're approaching them. Don't let people make you feel bad because you want to focus on 
your work or focus on your side business rather than going out. Like don't make let people make you feel bad about whatever area you're creating new standards. Because people will, even if they're not intending to, people will call you a perfectionist in that area or you'll start stop getting invited to places or they'll stop talking to you about certain things or they'll stop inviting you out or they'll say little snarly comments that make you sit there and question like, dang, dang, am I doing too much? Don't let people make you second guess what you've already decided is right for you. Because... Your standards for yourself are going to be the reason you reach your goals in whatever area you're setting. But when you let somebody else stop you from being who you are and who you decided you wanted to be, you've already lost the race. I had a student, I had uh, students yesterday in the school that I work at is majority Hispanic and black. Like those are the two, it's probably like 50, 50 or 60, 40 Hispanic and um and black so that's the mix in my class and I had these three girls one two of the girls are black but one of them I didn't know she spoke Spanish but she's a black girl she she looks black aesthetically but her grandmother is Hispanic so she can speak fluent Spanish even though she looks like a black girl like aesthetically and they have a mutual Hispanic friend who can speak fluent Spanish she looks Hispanic and so the black girl who don't speak Spanish, she speak English, it's her first language. She was sitting in between the two girls, but they're all three friends. They're all three really close. And two of the girls started speaking Spanish and I was sitting at their table doing some work as well because I wanted to sit by the students and they started speaking Spanish. And then the girl wanted to, the girl who doesn't speak any Spanish. She was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, y'all need to stop speaking in Spanish because I'm going to think y'all talking about me. And we started laughing and the first time she said I let it slide, but I really don't like comments like that, especially if like I hear teachers even saying, don't speak Spanish in here, speak your native language when you can't speak it. And I've heard adults say that. I remember people saying that when I was growing up because I grew up it's kind of in the same type of demographic of students like Hispanic and black. So now with more awareness i don't think comments like that are appropriate but they were okay with it but they also just stopped talking and so they started talking again and she says it again and i was like girls stop telling them they can't speak in their native language and she was like well i think they talking i don't want to feel like people talking about me i don't like that and i was like girl first of all ain't nobody worried about you but I said, really, that's your, that's an insecurity you need to deal with. That ain't their problem. And all of them was looking at me and they just smiled and then they kept back talking. But as I think about that, it's that same notion. Like we're not responsible for other people's insecurities about what we're doing. If you are just having a genuine conversation and you're not trying to po- impose your views on somebody else, but they ask you or that's the conversation you're having and you got different views from somebody or you're approaching something in a different way and somebody starts giving weird energy or they say something or they you know you you could tell when people are giving the energy where they're uncomfortable with your standard you're not responsible for their insecurity about what you are doing and who you are just because y'all may not be speaking the same language don't mean you got to change languages because maybe y'all don't need to be on the same page with that. And that's okay. That is fully okay. 
But if you have a standard for yourself in certain areas and you've committed to this is how I want to show up, this is what I want to do, this is who I want to be, don't let people make you feel like you shouldn't be doing that or you crazy for doing that or you think you too good or you doing too much or no, nah, that's too much for me. That may be too much for them. But if you know you're making those changes because it's like I did it this way and I kept getting these results, I got to try something new and your friend group, your family, your co-workers don't see it that way. Like that's their problem. So you got to build tough skin within yourself to say, I'm going to do this no matter what. I'm going to follow this path no matter what. Because this feels good to me. This is the decision I have to make for myself to make sure I'm reaching the goals in the way that I want to reach them. To make sure I'm getting the results that I want. Because people only feel insecure about your standards for not too many reasons. But a couple may be one because they probably feel like they should make a transition not exactly to what you're doing but because they already know that what they're doing is not working for them but they don't have the strength the willpower or not willing to practice the discipline to make a change and so when you're their friend and they know y'all used to do the same things but now you're making a transition you are practicing a different the discipline to do something different now you the enemy now you think you better than because it's not that you think you're better than it's that you're reflecting that there's really no excuse why they can't make the same change. That can be one reason. Two, they're not sold on what they're doing either. It's not that they don't think it's right or wrong, but they see that you're convicted about what you're doing. You're committed to what you're doing and what they're doing. They didn't really decide that behavior on their own. They just always did it. They saw their mama did it, saw their daddy do it, saw their friends do it. So they just doing it. They don't really enjoy the results they're getting or they may, but they feel like they can improve. But again, it comes back to that discipline or that will. So you're reflecting that you have discipline and some autonomy in your own choices and you're taking reign over your life. That's going to make anybody uncomfortable, but especially people who have known you when you didn't have this conviction. And another reason can be all out like they're, they know they're not going to be willing to change. They know that this is the area I'm comfortable in. Even when I think about changing, it's too hard. And so you continuing to level up in whatever area, they know that you're going to exceed them. And of course, anybody going to get mad at that. So to me, those are the three reasons I've identified people being uncomfortable. Because if you if you uncomfortable with somebody else's standards, like to me, you can only fall in those three buckets of why you would be upset. And so when you understand that as somebody with standards, then you have to tell yourself that's their problem to work through. But I'm not going to lower my standards or go back to what I used to do or do what they doing or do what the majority is doing to fit in or feel comfortable or to have people like me or to have people want me around in or like I'm not about to do that. And so you have to get so sold on who you are and who you're becoming that you don't allow 
people or the energy of people or the looks of people or being outcast stop you from excelling in the area that you have determined is worth you having standards for. You have to be so sold on that because the thing is that will happen. Being exceptional, like Steve Harvey said, ain't for everybody. Everybody's capable of it. Everybody has the potential to, but everybody not willing to discipline themselves to do it. And when you have identified that that's what you're willing to do, even if it's in an isolated area or just in your life in general, you have a religion and you say, okay, I want to stick to the moral codes of this religion. You have a a work practice. I want to stick to the work practice of this. You have a relationship goal. I want to actually practice what I am projecting that I am. When you get in that area and you know that you... This is the rhythm that you want to set. This is the standard that you want to set. You can't let nobody else, not your friend, family, nobody close to you, people you don't know. Like you can't allow yourself to second guess your standards because you can tell or they verbally make you feel like they're uncomfortable with it. Like you can't back down. It's like my students, two of them stopped talking. Because their friend was uncomfortable with them speaking Spanish. Girl, that's your insecurity. First of all, these your friends. So why would they be talking about you? Two, even if they was, like, are they really? Like, there are so many other options, even if that was to happen. But why should they stop speaking their language because you can't speak it? (laughs) Like, you know, so it's the same thing. Like, everybody has free will. And so if you're deciding with your free will that you want a standard in a certain area, don't let people make you feel bad about that. Don't let people make you feel like you're doing too much or you're being too much or you're a perfectionist because you have a standard that may just be different from theirs. It don't mean it's better than them. It don't mean it's higher. It just means it's different. And that's okay. As long as, again, you're not pushing your views on other people then let live and be confident and comfortable in what you're doing and who you're becoming and the standards that you have for your life because you deserve to be exceptional. So I love y'all so much. Um, I'm about to walk in work. So if you want to reach out to me, my website is WhitleyAnnGreen.com. My blog is also there and my contact information Arts Feminine on Twitter, The Feminine Arts Academy on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, Wondering Whitley on Instagram and Facebook, and then Wit Wit Hooray, W-H-I-T-W-H-I-T-H-U-R-R-A-Y on Instagram is my personal page. I love y'all so much, and remember, get in alignment to receive your assignment. I'll talk to you real soon.